0: Life, Life Happens with Pimenomotine.com Thank you so much for staying with us. It is Pimelo I'm coming to you live from Cape Town. We are at the Robben Island Museum. Not quite at the island itself. We were hoping to get to the island. No, but not to be. The weather was not great. The ferry would never have taken us this morning. So we are here at the museum. The museum is sitting at the uh, waterfront. If you come to the waterfront itself, uh, literally just outside the restaurants uh, on... What looks like, uh, like a pathway outside of the... Uh the waterfront itself, Mall, you would see, uh, you, in, in fact, you would not probably see it. Someone has to point it to you. We couldn't find it yesterday, but it's right here in front of us. It is the Robin Island Museum, and this museum is placed at a transition point where prisoners would have been brought in here by either a van or whatever trans- mode of transportation it was to ferry them from different uh, prisons around the country. They would have been pulled into what looks like a garage, essentially, um, and taken out into different cells, holding cells that would then wait for the ferry to take them into Robin Island. So that's actually where we are broadcasting from today. Listening to the stories earlier, um, just we were speaking to former political prisoner Tulane Mabaso who was just taking us through how he arrived in this specific spot and how he landed uh, on Robben Island. I'm also going to introduce you to a man who ordinarily would have been the guy taking us through, Toya Smith. He's a tour guide here as well. Thank you so much for having us, Toya. Thank you for having me. Really, really special afternoon here with us. I, I want us to go back to Robin Island's history, beyond and before what we know as the famous years of Robin, Robin Island. This place dates back to, what, 1400s?
1: Um, yeah, we, we, we could take the history back to the 1400s. We could take it back even further. Mm. But um, recorded history talks about the arrival of the Dutch East Indian Company, yes. um, Jan van Riebeek. Um, exploring the island, using it as a place to let the goats and the sheep graze and fatten up for the passing ships.
0: So, so, so when the, when the Dutch, I'm, I'm not going to say discover because you know we loosely use the term discover, which is not true. It was always here, right? So, when the Dutch eventually kind of bumped into this space, they obviously found a space to to eat. To, to refuel, I suppose there was lots of uh, life on the island, animals and so on. Mm-hmm. And then I, I believe that they also used it as, a, as a, like a post office type.
1: There, there was a post old over there. Um, interesting enough, a guy called Ochumau, Uchumau mm-hmm. as some call him, um, first prisoner recorded to Robben Island in 1658, who became the post old on the island as well in later years. Um, so so Robin Allen has been utilized for many, many things um, What what many might find yeah. odd Is that the name is a Dutch word for seals
0: Yes, oh, there was lots of seals And lots there are no tortas. seals there not, not at all
1: Not at all Because seals was food So as seals got club of course, of course Eventually it fled um, You have the odd seal visiting us But nothing, nothing that is permanent to talk about
0: Interesting When... They eventually kind of contested the space I and mean, it was the Dutch first and then the British later on. And they decided, okay, it's a great space to hold people. It was different decisions, right? So there were different types of holding communities yeah. here. Yeah. It wasn't always political prisoners. No. There were other types of communities banished to this place. Let's talk about that.
1: Um, from eighteen hundred Well, let's, 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 start, let's start with the quescent. The Correct. Um, reason for them, according to the Dutch East Indian Company, they're uncivilized. I have no clue on how to use the sea. So leave them on the island. Let these space become the jail. You know, the island became the jail because they had no clue on how to use a boat that how to escape.
0: So some of them were brought in as slaves.
1: Um, the Kwesan I'm talking about. Correct. The indigenous Kwesan. From, from inland. From, from the Cape, yeah. Yes. So they were taken there. Makana Kretowa, yes. one of the first female prisoners ever to be taken to the island. But but if we go to the 1700s, the Dutch East Indian Company is trying to safeguard the sea route to the East Indies, and um, ideally they're taking over land as they're coming further further down south. They brought the indigenous, um, some some of the holy Muslim men to the Cape as prisoners.
0: So a- as they would as they would capture East Indies Along the way in particular Leaders and so on This is where they would Bring them Because the they Cape. obviously Were against being colonized
1: Yeah And and that is how The religion of Islam Is introduced To this part of the world hmm. On the island itself We have what we call A Kramat Now Kramat Is a building And inside a particular, That particular building Is this grave Of this holy Muslim man That was imprisoned By the Dutch East Indian company On Robben Island He died in there
0: What's the connection between the Chinese and the, Robin, the, the island itself? Was it before the Dutch?
1: It's before the Dutch, a little bit before them. Um, but, you know, the, the history is not really connected in, in, in such a way that as much as the Dutch and the British in particular, mm. you know, in, in utilizing Robin Island as, as, as a British. prison. The Portuguese, also yes. to a lesser extent, use the island. Um, more for water, more for food and, and so on. But prison Dutch East Company. So
0: essentially, this place that was a refuelling spot, you know, yeah. for for lack of a better word, then somebody realised, no, in fact, you know, it's great to hold people captive.
1: Exactly. Well, uh, when
0: was that formally sort of that 1658,
1: idea? 1658. That period, we, we can formally talk about the first prisoners being brought here, uh, or brought to the island.
0: So we are going to speak a little bit more about the one woman prisoner who we can talk of in this island, uh-huh. and, and I was asking you questions about where, how, was there a woman prisoner here? That and more, as we continue our conversation right here on the Robben Island Museum, it's now 1:30. let's get the very latest in headlines with Itzi Lefaku.
1: Here, there, and everywhere) there. CFM
0: 107.1 FM in C point coming to you live from the Robin Island Museum. My name is Pamela Mutina right here on SAFM and we are looking at the history of Robin Island and I'm joined uh, here with me is uh, Toya Smith who's a tour guide here who was the man who was meant to take us through to the island this morning not to be the weather was not great but we continue to have this marvelous journey as we sit what uh, what used to be what A holding cell kind of space A little bit eerie, I have to tell you We're not uh, on cushy tables and everything I'm sitting on what would have been a prison bench, in fact, I'm told And um, yeah, it's it's also chilly, it's windy And it's interesting that as we sit here And looking at our history and just, you know, taking it in there are people around us that are going about fishing, that are going about, you know, with their daily lives, they're going on little yachts, they are smiling, they're eating, you know, they're laughing and so on. It's just the juxtaposition is very interesting. To Smith, you and I were speaking about life, you know, in the island in the 1600s, 1400s and so on. And I was talking to you about a character who I think was quite interesting, Kratoa. Uh, Krotoa, who was uh, someone related to um, a leader who was a prisoner here on the island. Mm -hmm. But her history is very, very interesting in the sense that when she arrived on the island the first time, she had been, what, a new bride, married to a white man. Peter Yes, and she came here really to settle on the island as somebody who was going to have a good life. The husband was brought here as one or other general or something like that.
1: um, Peter van Miodorov was was supposed to be sort of the post-holder to Robben Island. Um, He was also um, a hierarchy within the Dutch East Indian Company. Um, Kratoa uh, was a niece of a famous guy. Um, In the old history books, we talk about a guy called Heri de Strandlooper, Heri the Otentot, Heri the Sandman, and she was his niece, um, Ocho Matu, as we know him today, his birth name. He was the interpreter for the Dutch East Indian Company. I mean, and obviously, as things went sour between the Dutch East Indian Company and the indigenous Kwaishan, someone had to be blamed. And Heridi Strunkloper, or Ochumato was the one who took the fall. He's banished to Robin Einen.
0: So, so that is interesting because, you know, depending on which which side of the fence you sit, others would say, as Krato as was a very contested figure herself, mm-hmm. you know, she also was a diplomat of sorts, let's call it a diplomat exactly. for, the, for the purpose of this conversation, and was a conduit between the, the, the Dutch and the Khoisan themselves. Yeah. And And often people would say, well, in fact... You know, her uncle was banished to Robben Island because of her.
1: Could say that. Others uh,
0: could say that. Yeah, I mean, it depends would, on which side would, of the fence you're
1: But yeah, but she she falls in love. She gets married to this guy, Van Murov, The first
0: the interracial marriage documented in the church.
1: Yeah, so and to then, um, to cut a long story short, uh, he goes on exhibition. He dies, and um, she becomes an alcoholic.
0: So, so, So when she first arrived on the island, it was pleasant.
1: It was pleasant. Uh, they had a home. Children. they had a home. Well, they, had a home. Well, they lived on the island. They had livestock on Two the kids. island. They had, exactly. Picket
0: fence type thing.
1: Uh, and then um, he goes on an exhibition. He dies. Um, she can't live with his death. She becomes, as I said, an alcoholic. And now this is embarrassment.
0: She had left the island already at the time, correct? She
1: left the island. Yep. So she becomes an embarrassment for the Dutch East Indian Company. And um, she gets drunk. She gets drunk. She get, and because of this... She's banished to Robben Island, and then she becomes, as the a first, prisoner, the first female prisoner on Robben Island.
0: What were the charges? Do we know? Alcoholic, misbehavior,
1: misbehavior, embarrassment to the to the Dutch East India Company, and 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 she becomes the first recorded female prisoner on Robben Island. And not many know about this. It's a it's a part of the history that you don't easily find in our history books. Researchers do research to find this, you know, and and it's one of the many stories that Robin Island offers. Many sto- one of the many stories that you get to learn when you visit Robin Island.
0: Do we know if there were other women prisoners at the time? No. We don't. We don't. Do we know where she was kept?
1: Robin Island was the jail, and, ah. and and I think when we talk jail, we think. Yes, the wars, wires. I get you. Uh, you raise know, you. Razor, a razor wire. Um, but the island was the jail. I get you. you were banished there. That is you. where you were. You were left.
0: And that's important because there were other things going on here as well. There were people who were sick who were banished to Robben Island. When when the government didn't know what to do with people, they would send them to mm, Robben Island but, with but leprosy and so on.
1: And, and, and I think maybe before we even get there. Let's not forget the wars that took place after the British took over in the 1800s. And as we were fighting the many other different uh, tribes, indigenous tribes of South Africa, um, it led to the likes of Chief Makana, uh, Langali Balele, uh, Siolo and many others being banished on Robben Island. Mm. This now became a prison for the British. This is after the Dutch has left. But as history shows islands around the world became social dumping grounds, mm. islands mm. around the world became places of banishments and as soon as you became the out of mind, the out of sight to a society you are banished to an island Robin Island by the 80s, 50s is a social dumping ground this, this place for the out of mind the out of sight and now we can talk about the, the, milit- uh, the, the medical infirmary of Robin Island the place for the chronically ill the place for that lunatic.
0: You would have a rash and you'd be banished to Robin Island because they wouldn't know what's
1: wrong with you. Exactly. I mean, many of us might not know an epileptic sufferer suffering from an epileptic fit was a lunatic possessed by demons. There are buildings on Robin Island that has these dark dungeon type rooms and it is said that the epileptic sufferer would have been shackled down beneath this uh, this house in this dark dungeon uh, room as a form of rehabilitation. Hmm. But to jump to the 1880s. You, you,
0: you raised a very important, a very interesting point earlier to me. To say it was interesting how there were common criminals who would come on the island and go back out into inland. I don't know for jobs to do. No, 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 no. This was um, later.
1: This, we, we're talking about much later. And, and what I referred to at that time was that um, Antolani will 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 also share this, but um, can't be criminals mm-hmm. ultimately. Would be the ones that would clean the houses of the wardens that lived on Robben Island. This Robin is, of course, Island.
0: why the Colgate came in. Exactly. This is exactly how the Colgate came you know? into prison.
1: And 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 that is what I was sharing about the convict criminals because there are some photographs in inside the space where you'll see the the convict criminal in uh, looking like a coon, and there's a yes. white child sitting yes. with him. And that was entertainment the comic criminals would have given the kids of, of the wardens and how they were allowed to interact with the, the, the families of the wardens inside uh, on Robben Island. But uh, but that was uh, the, the, the comic uh, prison that we talked about.
0: To drive the point, mm-hmm. when you're speaking about people who were banished here because they were ill and so on, there were white prisoners here. There were. There were white sick people here. Outcasts, in other words. Yeah. Yes.
1: There were white outcasts to the island Um, The graveyard Now, maybe before I talk about the graveyard When the Leper Repression Act Was passed in the 1890s It simply meant that All lepers should be banished To a leper colony And ideally the the thinking was If every single leper dies out Within a leper colony The cure to leprosy is found Robin Island has about 12-1300 graves Of people that died Suspected to have leprosy because, as you mentioned, a rash. They couldn't diagnose. He was leper. He would be banished to Robben Island.
0: Would Would they document these by name, or would uh, they just
1: yes, there there are documentations about it. Um, Dr. Harriet Deacon did quite extensive research on on it, and she actually had a an exhibition put together called the Stigmata that mm. uh, had quite a lot of information about about who was on Robben Island. I mean, there's a story of a German couple. That was banished to the island They were separated for roughly five years Now there was a male and a female colony Because they didn't want children to be born So they would separate males and females And this couple uh, was kept apart Because he couldn't, they, they, they feared they might conceive Even though they were well over That age of conception I mean he was in the 70s she was in the late 60s And after about five years apart you know, They ended up side by side in one grave Because they died almost at the same time
0: At the time when when it became a prison uh, for prominent political leaders, uh, later on when your Robert Sabuquez came in, who, by the way, you were mentioning to me, officially was actually the only political documented as political prisoner because everybody else was documented as something else.
1: It was um, an interview that was conducted with the Minister of Police in the 60s when he was asked how many... Political prisoners? Do we have in South Africa? He said one, Robert Sobukwe. And and what that actually tells us is that a Nelson Mandela, whoever was kept on Robben Island as a as a prisoner inside that jail, was regarded as a convict, a criminal.
0: So let's just unpack that a little bit. A lot of people, I'm sure, are nodding or disagreeing with me a lot here at this moment because they're saying, no, 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 then how is it that people were categorized differently? So you are saying that officially he would be the only political prisoner. However, there was recognition that there were people who were leaders of communities and influential leaders of movements and so on. So they... Their separation at prison was purely because they were leaders and influential, and therefore they can't be amongst other people because they'll be influential. Mm.
1: And, and, and I think Tulani, and I think maybe Tulani would, would come in being a, a, a former political prisoner. But yes. my, from my understanding, is that um, if you were regarded as an influential, yeah. a a leader, if your trial was was seen as a high-profile trial, mm-hmm. generally they would they would separate you. From the other prisoners, and the main reason for that would have been so that you don't influence the other prisoner.
0: But, but, but so we are correct in this analysis. Am I correct that you you would have been classified as a as a criminal, not a political prisoner, at the time?
1: No, these these people <coughs> they call us. They never said we are political prisoners. Mm. They call us security prisoners. Okay, because they said. They are always saying that we are threatening the state of the security. So, political prisoners, gotcha. it's something else to them. They didn't want to use that word. Yeah. But we <coughs> always convince ourselves that we are political prisoners because the apartheid was declared a crime against humanity. Yeah.
0: So, going back to Robert's book who was here as a political prisoner, very influential member in society at the time. But there was a recognition of sorts, right, even by those who captured him, that he was a very important man. And I go back to food again, yeah. just to demonstrate the point, that he was essentially really well taken care of.
1: Again, it depends on which side of the fence, is Yes. Yes, he was allowed to wear some clothes. Yes, he was allowed probably just the other prisoners wasn't allowed like um, sleeping on a bed.
0: Because there was a hierarchy.
1: There was a hierarchy. Well he was sixty three, he slept on a bed. Okay. Whereas at that time all other prisoners slept on the floor on those mats that you, you, you referred to a bit earlier. Um because beds was only introduced in the mid to late 1970s. I mean, one of the first prisoners inside the jail to be given a bed to sleep on was Nelson Mandela, and that is only because it was prescribed by a doctor. Sure. Um, so so, so, sleeping on a bed was a luxury, I, w- I would have said. But Robert Sahuki was given certain privileges the other prisoners were, were not given. But as much as he was allowed to get up, go to bed when he wanted to, as much as he was allowed to walk around... That's
0: important. They just hang in there. Get up and go to bed when you wanted. to. That's important because prisoners in Robben Island, the minute they got up, there was that wake-up call. You have to roll up your mat and put yeah. it aside. You could not be seen to be relaxing exactly. or laying down or using your mat.
1: Exactly. So that is a privilege was, of some. It was sorts. a routine that prisoners had to follow. It was a wake-up time. It was a, uh, it's a breakfast time. It was, <coughs> if it wasn't hard labour, it was an exercise time. It was a lock-up time. So it was routine, whereas he didn't have that routine. He mm. could, he could walk around in a in a space that he was confined to um, books newspapers of his choice that he could he could he could get access to whereas other prisoners wasn't privileged to that they their letters were censored their visits were censored their their uh, uh, books were censored the uh, whatever uh, information that they needed was censored whereas Robert Sobukwe didn't have that. but as much as they had that no one was allowed to talk to him and he mm. was allowed to talk to Isolated. no one. It was total isolation.
0: You know um, former President Nelson Mandela spoke of one of the regrets he has when he left here was never having gone back to say thank you mm. to the people that worked in the prison. Not fellow prisoners the people that worked in the prisoners, in the prison and I'm reminded of that just from what you've just said yeah. because um, he had, Robert Subuka, had a really special relationship with the people that looked after him, right?
1: To but, a point I mean I <laughs> I started they would share food Yeah, I, I, started, food. I started working here in 1997 So we would have started um, our journey from this particular building over to the island That was before the Nelson Mandela was built And at that time we interacted with quite a lot of former prison wardens um, Some was working with Robin Island Some was in that transition of the museum from prison to museum And quite a few of them were skippers One of them was a guy called Jan Wilmant, better known as Urchis Wilmant. And Urchis Wilmant was still one of these very young prison guards that was um, on Robben Island. And his duty was to guard Robert Zubukwe. And he mentioned on a few occasions how on the odd occasion he would find a plate of food left by Robert Zubukwe for him. Um, and, And the story is that the senior wardens had a particular diet compared to the other wardens, so the food that Robert Sabouka ate was superior to the food that the normal warden ate. He actually got his food from the senior officer's kitchen, so he ate literally the same food the senior officers ate. And Robert Sabouka at times sort would of have left a, a snack or two for this this guy to eat. <laughs> I suppose.
0: You know, one cannot imagine, I, I, we hear a lot about, for instance, the likes of uh, Nelson Mandela saying that there were moments which were joyful and I c- cannot, I just cannot imagine what that would be like. And and when you say this kind of thing, it just kind of allows you perspective of even at that moment, you know, humanity shone through. Those who were the captors, in a sense, Recognize the importance of those they were obviously, mm. um, you know, watching over, and and how those human relations doesn't matter what systems you have in place, you know, natural humanity of people engaging of people relating will always prevail, which I think that story for me highlights True. so beautifully. Um,
1: and, and the line again can, can come in, but Neville Alexander, I think said something very interesting, um, and, I, and I, I'm not going to get the quote 100 percent. But he said something to the fact that it was in prison where they as prisoners matured. It was with this maturity they could understand why the warden acted in the way they did. It was with this maturity they could explain to the warden why they acted in the way they did. Um, and it was this maturity that today in many ways they can talk about, you know, that forgiving and forgetting sort of, sort of process um and 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 reading that and listening to what the others have shared, I mean we were privileged enough over the years to have met some amazing guys the the um, Mandela's has been to the iron and the Cathradas has been to the iron and sharing these stories the Herman Tovios working with the Tulani and and many others. you get a sense that you know when they share these things, the prisoners realize that the plight the wardens was in. To a point that they realized that the warden was also a prisoner within that prison. Mm. The context was obviously different. And that is why they can have that relationship, that rapport. I mean, for me, starting in 1997, to see these guys working side by side, living on Robin Island, in the town, as neighbors, I saw the enemy of the past living as neighbors. <laughs> But then I also saw the kids playing together on Robben Island, attending the school on Robben Island. I mean, when we talked about reconciliation, it was exhibited, driving past a little Robben Island school.
0: Coming up on the show, why a former political prisoner decided to make Robben Island his home to this day. That and more.